0: Welcome to the Reach A Peak podcast experience. This podcast is for athletes of all levels who want to level up their nutrition to level up their game. Join me as I explore the world of nutrition, health, and performance. Each week, I dive into a new topic to help expand your knowledge, separate truth from myth, and change your perspective so you can start winning the right way and reach your peak potential. I'm your host, Alexa, the sports dietitian nutrition coach. Let's go. Welcome back to part two. Okay, if you've listened to the first part, then you know why you're here. If you haven't, then go back a few weeks. I've released part one of these, you know, underrated versus overrated in the nutrition world. So go listen to that one first. Although to be honest, it doesn't really follow on. So you can just listen to this now since you're already on here listening and then just go back to the other one. It doesn't really matter. But today we're gonna be sharing another five things, another five diet slash food slash things, as I say, in the nutrition world and rating them from a sports dietitian perspective as overrated or underrated. And sometimes I even throw in an evenly rated, which who knows, maybe there'll be some in today. So let's get into it. Okay, let's get into the list for today. So number one, okay, let's talk about the first one, which is very low carb slash zero carb bread. For example, you might see it at Aldi as as the high protein, low carb bread, you might see it as keto bread, you might see it as whatever kind of bread it is where you live. The reason that I wanna do this one is because I hear it so many times, like people come to me, oh, I know bread's bad, so I eat this bread instead, you know, it's very low carb. But in actual fact, very low carb slash zero carb bread, in my opinion, is highly overrated, okay? So the first one is overrated. Now, the reason is that usually, especially if you get the right one, the ingredients in in the bread is perfectly fine. They're healthy ingredients, you could argue that it's whole food based, all this sort of stuff. But the reason I say it's overrated is because people use it as a fat loss tool. Okay, they go, okay, I'm going to cut out normal bread and eat this low carb, high protein bread, which is mostly made up from like like seeds and and nuts and things like that to kind of add the flavor back and and just make it into something of the resemblance of a bread. And what this leads to is a very high calorie product. So if you actually look at the calories of like two slices of the Aldi, I'm just going to use the Aldi one because it's the main one here where I live in Australia. The Aldi high-protein, low-carb bread has so many more calories than the normal bread. And at the end of the day, people actually probably prefer the normal bread from a taste perspective. So therefore, you're thinking, I'm going to cut out bread because someone's told me carbs are the evil. Okay, carbs are bad. And then you cut out normal bread, add in this Aldi high-protein, low-carb bread, thinking you're doing yourself a service. Now you're actually adding in more calories in your diet in the first place. Despite the fact that calories are king when it comes to optimizing your body composition, whether that is gaining mass or whether that is losing body fat. So, that is why I think it's overrated, is because these breads are just touted as this fat loss solution and it's just touted as a healthier product. When, in actual fact, they're not any more or less healthy and they're definitely not better for fat loss. So, yeah, un- overrated, overrated. Okay. Number two, okay. The second thing I want to talk about is a spray oil. Is it overrated? Or is it underrated? And I might even trigger some people with this because spray oil is very, very popular in the dieting space. You see it everywhere. Everyone's got a can of that spray oil. But what does the sports statistician say? Is it overrated or is it underrated? Well, if I had a drum roll right now, I'll put on a drum roll, but I don't, so I won't. In actual fact, in my opinion, spray oil is evenly rated. Got you there, didn't I? It's not overrated. It's not underrated. It serves its purpose and it serves its purpose well. When you just need a little bit of oil without as many calories and and you don't care about getting the nutritional profile from the oil because spray oil is not as nutritious as, as normal oil. Let's just use olive oil, for example, extra virgin olive oil versus extra virgin olive oil spray. You're not getting the same benefits in the spray. You're just not. But when you just need something like just to coat something, just to cook it a bit more but better, but you don't want to add too many calories because maybe you've used up your calories elsewhere. Maybe you've already cooked with a normal olive oil in the early in the day, let's say. Well, spray oil comes in handy. So spray oil, it's not overrated because it's, you know, it serves its purpose perfectly and it's not underrated because people know about it and they know what the use is for. It's very much an evenly rated product. So spray oil, if you want to, go ahead. Just keep in mind the nutritional aspects of it where it's technically not as nutritious, but... When you use it here, you know, as needed, just sparingly, no issues there at all. Evenly rated. Number three. Now, I really wanted to share this one because I'm surprised they didn't even put it into the part one, okay, the part one episode, but it's Bulletproof Coffee. And if you've been following me long enough, you probably know what the answer is going to be. But I'm just going to say it. It is so highly overrated. It's touted as this biohacking solution, which, by the way, if someone says the biohack or whatever, just disregard all they've got about to say to you because it's just this very, in my opinion, kind of very uh, like icky icky way of going about inner health and just go, oh, you know, biohack your way. It's just, yeah. Usually it's kind of some kind of unsubstantiated, lacking out of evidence-based product or information or advice. Just that's what I've known. But anyway, back to the Bulletproof coffee. Bulletproof coffee is highly overrated, okay? It's just highly overrated it's touted as a potential fat loss solution in the keto space touted as a mindset booster all this sort of stuff and the evidence just does not stack up okay the evidence just does not stack up to what it's pre- uh, you know the premises and the inventors of bulletproof coffee or the people that supported whatever I don't know the ins and outs of that they're just making millions over the years it's not as big now bulletproof coffee but they made millions of, of impressionable people who are just trying to find a solution for their health and who became victims of something like this where People probably don't even like adding butter to their coffee, or uh, MCT oil is the other way to do it. MCT oil in your coffee, which, uh, by the way, I probably should have said it. Bulletproof coffee is adding fat to your coffee, so like adding a block of butter, or adding a block of, um, or block, adding some MCT oil into your coffee as as a way to boost its kind of capacity, boost its kind of benefits, so to speak. So yeah, that's that's what bulletproof coffee is. I should have said, but yeah, there's nothing to substantiate this. It just uh, there isn't. Okay, so yeah, to me, bulletproof coffee is one of the most silliest inventions in the nutrition space in the most recent years. And yeah, highly overrated, highly overrated. Don't believe the hype. I mean, if you like to add that into your coffee and you actually just enjoy the taste and you're aware of the fact that it's adding a bunch of extra calories and you have to account for those calories, go for it. But don't think it's gonna be the solution for you. It's just not, the evidence isn't there. Number four, okay, so number four is the Mediterranean diet. Ooh, Mediterranean diet. Very famous, very popular, I guess as well, very well known, to some degrees a cliche in the nutrition space. If I were to say so myself, what does what a sports dietitian think? Okay, Mediterranean diet is it overrated, or underrated? I'm actually I, when I was thinking about this, when I was writing my notes for this episode, I was like, how am I going to answer this? Because there's two ways of thinking about it. But I went with this way, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna be on this hill. Okay, I'm gonna be on this hill and just accept it. But I went with underrated. The Mediterranean diet is underrated. And I'll explain why, despite the fact that it's such a well known diet, despite the fact that people know that it's like a healthy diet. Why do I think it's underrated? Well, here's why. Because sometimes, or often actually, people look for the sexiest nutrition solutions, the latest supplement, the latest fad diet that is just so weird that surely it's going to work, the latest this and that, knickknack and this knack. You know, it, we're just searching for that holy grail. When sometimes a good starting point is something basic and unsexy like a Mediterranean diet. And that is why I'm saying it's underrated. In the current dieting space with all the murky waters of the nutrition space going on, all the uh, misinformation and all the advice, good and bad, floating around, Mediterranean diet gets lost in the wind. And that's why I think it's underrated is because people can get a lot of benefits from just going back to basics and going for something like a Mediterranean diet as at least as a baseline starting point before you start calibrating further. But that is why I believe it's underrated. So I'm I'm accepting that that that's what I'm going to go with. So, yeah, underrated. Mediterranean diet, (laughs) underrated, okay? And then that brings us on to number five, which is brown rice. Now, again, this might be a dividing topic. What is the sports dietitian going to say? Surely he's going to say that it is very, very underrated that people should be eating brown rice, you know, to the cows come home, so to speak. But what is that exactly what I think? Or do I think the opposite? Well, in actual fact, brown rice is overrated. Might have surprised you with that. Okay, might have surprised you with the way that I've answered that by saying that brown rice is overrated, but it just is. Okay, I'm actually, I'm here to say it to you. Despite the fact that there's these promotion out there that white rice is, is bad for you and you need to be eating like brown rice and stuff like that because it's, you know, it's of a lower GI and got more fiber. When you actually look at the actual profile, rice in general is just, it's not, it's not a, don't get me wrong, it's not a bad food and it's a great part of a diet. It's a great way to include more variety and, and flavor in your diet. So there's nothing wrong with rice. But it's not really a nutritious you know, quote unquote food in the sense of it's got this, all this bunch of nutritional profile in it. And brown rice is the same. It's, it's Yeah, it's marginally better than white rice in the sense that it does have some extra nutrients in it. But is that going to be the difference maker for you? That's what this is coming to. It's not that brown rice is like, oh yeah, you shouldn't have brown rice. It's that it is overrated because rice in general is not the most nutrition packed food anyway. Rice is a starchy food baseline kind of, food that you use to add more substance to your food, more volume, as well as to add carbs as an athlete. And brown rice versus white rice, just go for which one you enjoy more because brown rice is overrated. It's not this hugely much more better food. Like you're actually honestly better off eating potato from a health point of view than than rice if we're gonna go for that. So yeah, brown rice, it's overrated. If you don't like brown rice, just enjoy white rice. I personally am not the biggest brown rice person. But I'll also admit that I did go through a long phase, especially when I was was starting out as a dietitian, where I was like, I just had to eat brown rice. It's the healthier way. But no, no, when you learn and you develop over the years, you discover more things, your perspective changes. And now I say that if you like brown rice, well, yeah, okay, it's got technically a bit more fiber and stuff like that. But is that going to be the difference maker in your nutrition? Or could you be getting all these nutrients somewhere else and just enjoying a rice that you enjoy more? Okay, food for thought, but yeah. Brown rice, overrated. So there you go, that's today's top five list. Now I'll probably be releasing a part three in the next few weeks or whatever, okay? There's no plans, I'll just be releasing when I release it. So that's why you gotta be subscribed, so you can stay up to date with whenever I release these, these podcast episodes. But anyway, so that's, that's today's five, okay? Number one, very low carb breads, overrated. Number two, spray oil, correctly rated, okay? Nice and evenly rated. Number three, bulletproof coffee, highly overrated. Seriously, Mediterranean diet, underrated for the reasons I explained and brown rice overrated. So I hope that gives you a bit more of a perspective. Now remember this is from the perspective of my you know of a sports statistician myself. It's it's in some sense also my opinion in in some regards. Obviously I use the evidence to support this as well, but you know some of this is a bit of um, subjective things as well. So keep in mind that this is not advice, okay? That's what I want to say. This is not advice. I don't know your situation specifically, so I can't give you advice. But it's just something to give you an idea of things that, honestly, you've got to think about in a different way. So hopefully this now makes you understand what is potentially more overrated and what is more underrated that you maybe could be looking at those and harnessing those for more effect. Just something to think about. So yeah, thanks again for listening. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen again. And as always, you know, subscribe to this podcast, okay, wherever you listen to your podcast. And I'll always keep saying it because I really want to spread the message of good nutrition for athletes. But if you enjoy what you listen to, okay, if you follow me on this podcast, if you follow my stuff, if you support what I do, you know, it just means a lot if you just go to like Apple. I believe that's the main way to do it. Go to Apple and just drop a review, okay? Just drop a review, five-star review, and let everyone know what this podcast does for you okay, let's spread the message, to Get more. let's get this audience to grow so I can help more people such as yourself, okay? But until next time, hope this has been an informative episode. If you have any questions, you can send me an email at alexa at theclimandartician.com.au. It's in the description notes below. Or you can just go to Instagram, theclimandartician and reach out there and just ask me away. But until next time, have a good one. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. Remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast so you can stay up to date whenever I drop an episode. And of course, if you enjoyed today's podcast, remember to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. You can also find me on socials where I regularly post valuable sports nutrition content to help you elevate your sports game, elevate your nutrition game, and reach your peak potential. Simply search for The Climbing Dietitian and be sure to click follow. Until next time, stay safe, And stay dedicated. See ya.